You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. All right. Welcome back to the Hello Sport Podcast, home of unqualified opinion and unwavering bias. Uh, back for another week. Very different world. Uh, the times they are changing. It's the end of the world as we know it. I don't remember exactly what we said about coronavirus a week ago, but I guarantee you that it's all changed. Joining me in life, love, and hopefully long-term health, Edward Simpson, hello. Hello, mate. How are you? Now, you're right. I don't know what the fuck we talked about last week, uh, but it's about what we talk about this week yeah, that matters, Tom. Exactly. Uh, week's a long time in sport and in pandemics. And in pandemics. It's, it's actually longer in pandemics. Yeah, it is. Because... In seven days, we've gone from basically only addressing it because of a dribblet ringing in yep. and asking us to. Mm. Otherwise, it would have been, who cares? Who cares? But now we're staring down the barrel of every major sporting code on the planet, except Rugby <laughs> League. <laughs> except Rugby League. Uh, uh, <laughs> having closed down. Yeah. And the A-League, but and, that's a and, bit... Well, I mean, the A-League's sort of like, okay, bruh. Yeah, and yeah. also the AFL looking at continuing as well. But it's not started yet officially, no. so, you know. There's probably... It doesn't make sense to start now, does it, if well, you've already... Anyway, just, look, look. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. There's a lot to get into. Obviously, globally, sports closing down everywhere. What does that mean for us as a sports-based podcast? Uh, self-isolation, social distancing. What does that mean? Well, it means distancing yourself socially. I think we probably wrap that one up. Um, look, I think that's pretty. That's pretty. That's pretty obvious. Self-explanatory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Explanatory, I think. Yeah. Uh, but look, obviously there is a round of rugby league we can talk about, sort of. But I think we're sort of more going to talk about the machinations, if I can use that word, Eddie, and the uh, the the fallout from what will happen if rugby league is to go uh, the way of all the other sports and be cancelled, or if they sort of hang on for grim death, as they seem to be doing. We'll just give the lay of the land of the punter and the dribbler, keep yeah. them informed. Yeah, exactly. And sort of predict what the future holds for God's winner game. Because I think, Eddie, in this sort of, in a time of crisis, I know the dribblers, punters and dribblers, uh, driblets, puntets, I don't know if that's a thing, but no. what, what I will say a is... A punter is a punter. A punter is a punter, exactly. It knows no gender. <laughs> um, they sort of look to us as sort of like, what do we do here? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, obviously the word uh, sort of like a hero doesn't sit well with me, and I know it doesn't sit well with you, but in dark times, punters and dribblers need heroes. Look, well, they, they sure as shit need guidance. guidance. Now, guidance it- and hero, are they the same thing? I don't know. It's up to you to decide. I'm not prepared but to if say we give But if we aren't. give hero-like guidance, mm. then, I mean, look, if I have to be tagged with the hero tag, tag then tag me. Tag me in it. <laughs> Tag me as a hero if you must. <laughs> um, so I think we'll do. Yeah, I, I, let's just start with the lay of the land. <laughs> okay. Is that fair? Yeah, I think I think let's start at the start, which is the lay of the land. Pandemic. Yeah, lay of the land. Yeah. Now, obviously, one of the the key things with social isolation is they say don't get in confined spaces with people and sort of like basically this is an airborne disease. Yes. Don't spew forth. So at, at this point, me and Eddie are both hoping that the other doesn't have it right now. Do no, it's all over. If, it's if all one over. of us have it, it's it, all over. It. So we both go down again. We're in a confined room. It's yeah. hot. We're spitting at each other. Mm. It's all over. Yeah, it's all over. And there's something poetic about that if we were both to get it ourselves. Only problem is then where do we take it from here? Do we have to just stay in this room? Yeah, and dribble. And dribble. Non-stop. Non-stop. We're and going, we just we'll get food left at the door. <laughs> <laughs> so if we get it, then... It could be good for It you could guys. be 24 hours. Yeah. And if there's no sport, do we become... 
A lifestyle show? I think it might have to be the Hello Sport talking lifestyle. Yeah, for 24 hours straight. Yes. Round the clock. Looking after each other. Looking but after looking other, after you. Looking after you guys. So, pandemics uh, taken over the world. Yes. So, seven days ago, rugby league was about to start. Yeah. And the nation was excited. Very we excited. were excited. Yeah. Uh, Thursday came, and with it, growing concern. NBA shuts down. Yeah. That's really when it started to go, oh, wait. Oh, hang on. Holy shit. Oh, we underestimated this a little bit. Because uh, the Champions League, which was played midweek, like Wednesday, Thursday mornings, our time, was like a couple of games had been behind closed doors. But still, we were like, okay, that was in Italy, right? That was in France. Okay, sure. Then when the NBA shuts down, it's like, oh, what? Yeah. Oh, Oh, I didn't actually think that you'd be shutting things down like no. i anticipated crowdless matches maybe i just didn't expect it to affect my life that much now there's such arrogance in seeing it happen in other countries and just sort of ah well that's not here though like rugby league's still going to be on there right <laughs> yeah yeah what about the rugby league though right? like, well i mean yeah sure rugby league may still be on but it's like fuck italy is literally in full-blown lockdown and we're just here like Ooh, what? <laughs> yeah. Sure, they're not cancelling the games, are they? Well, and then so Thursday's played, but then it's Thursday's uh, played, but a few. But people Friday was Friday game. was the big day. Yeah. Friday, Friday was the big mover and moving shaper day. in the uh, moving day <laughs> in the pandemic day. world. Yeah. In the Look, pandemic parlance, yeah. golfing terms, it was moving day. Yeah. And it was a hell of a moving day because pandemic got moving. Oh, she moved. Corona got up and about yeah. on Friday yeah. in an Australian Pacific setting. Yes. Um. Obviously, there was concerns that the Cowboys-Broncos match would be cancelled, but they were opening the new stadium, and you can't... You cannot let a little pandemic get in the way of what promised to be a famous afternoon. And look, it was a full house, and the stadium looked fantastic. Hey, got to give them credit where credit's due. Cowboys didn't get the W. I thought the the Broncos looked fantastic. David Fafita is every bit a generational Generational throbber. throbber. Probably got a hog on him, and... Probably. Definitely has a probably yeah, yeah. bigger a big 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 boy. Um, probably cures coronavirus. The probably the, the the cure is in that thing. Look, could be because it's endless. It's it, <laughs> um, look. Th- then then Scomo was that Saturday morning. No no Scomo came out Friday. See this was where it got a little bit squirrely for me and I think for many for well listen it got squirrely for me personally. I can only speak for myself. I know there are a lot of rugby league fans who maybe at the time didn't realise the full scope of the situation. But Scomo came out and he's like, I'm still going to the game Saturday. No but no no but before that he'd said there's going to be are all th- good. there's there's going to be a ban of 500 yeah uh, f- people, people or more, more on Monday. Yes, which is uh, conveniently after the round of rugby league, but and more importantly for what the actual reason was after that Hillsong, what, conference. Hillsong conference. That's what dictated the crowd thing. Allegedly. Allegedly, of course. But we get the inside scoop. We hear whispers on yes. the wind, punters, dribblers. And that Scomo, is- a famous Pentecostal Christian uh, man, loves Hillsong, loves yeah. closing his eyes, arms yeah. in the air, singing yeah. to Jesus. Well, look, you know what? Th- if you are of that sort of... Uh, bent, yes, and you you're a, you're a man of faith, yes. Then he's probably of the belief, 
pardon the pun, mm. that going to Hillsong Church and praying to the Lord above, singing and dancing and closing your eyes and amen and mm. is probably going to get the job done, re-pandemic. Yes. Unfortunately for us... God works in mysterious ways. God does work in mysterious ways. But you also don't necessarily want someone like that making the decisions. Because <laughs> if he's making faith-based decisions on a situation where probably science needs to be a little bit more involved, then obviously you have a situation where... Somehow Monday isn't good enough. Isn't you can't be in five hundred or more Ooh. on Monday, but from Friday to Sunday you yeah. can have tens of thousands of yeah. people around each yeah. other. I bet it's also so weird. They're like praying to God to stop something he created. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> well, Margaret Court is actually like refusing to have like she's keeping her church open because she believes God will help them. But God created coronavirus. Well, if you go by <laughs> look, obviously there are many logical uh, hurdles you need to jump over for that yarn to sort of be believable, but it seems like they but can hurdle. Does it, does it surprise any of the P's and D's that Margaret Court is in that court? No, absolutely not. I reckon also, look, if we're talking about cures for coronavirus, it may, coronavirus may have originated from her neck. Just saying, we'll move on. Um, okay, what about the dribbler on the punter and dribbler page? Now, I don't know if he was trolling, but he was like, I'm 37 years old. You know what? Let's just get it up. We'll I can't remember it. No, no, no. I'll get it up. I'll get it up. Because, I mean, what else is this fucking punters and dribblers page for if not for dribblers to punt and dribble? Whoa. What? Wedding cancelled. Just had a wedding cancelled live on air, punters and dribblers. No. It's, it's taken a toll. There you go. Is that Holy your mid-year shit. holiday? No, 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 no. This is one fucking in two weeks' time. weddings on, bro. Well, they'll be cancelled. Yeah, they have, have to be. To be. Yeah, have I, to. Well, I mean, look, obviously I hold out hope, yeah, but, but with my realistic hat on. Yeah. My put, hat of realism. Put on your hat of realism, and I think it's safe to say that... Fuck. Let me just get this dribblers comment up here. I bet you I won't be able to find a punter's dribblers after talking it up. Here we go. From Luke Feely. Touchy Feely. Don't know if he's uh, serious here, but how the fuck is it that I'm 37 years old and I apparently need the government to tell me what I can and can't do over the weekend? I work my ass off all week to basically be told to stay at home. And then Ben Robinson left a comment, the first one, that's a lot of words to tell the group you're a dribbler. <laughs> <laughs> Look, uh, the reality is, is that if too many of us get it at once, a lot of, a lot of people will die. Like, that's just the reality. So that's why, that's why these measures have been introduced. Yeah. So we can control the amount of infections at one time. That's it. That's how it works. That's what it's about. Flattening the curve. Flattening the curve, right? Now, we don't have to get two X's and O's with the flattening of said curve. No, no, no. But that's what it's all about. Yeah. It's about making sure that... We just slow the spread. Slow the spread. We're all going to get it probably at some point. But that's okay. But that's where we get to with rugby league. So rugby league is still being played. Rugby league's basically gone, and I think it was on the NRL roast, but it was like, I'm not fucking leaving. Yeah. Now, for those of you that don't know why NRL's not fucking leaving... It's because NRL is fucked if they do leave. Yeah. Now, that has been pretty clear by the press conferences held. Uh, Peter Vlandy's now the new chairman who yes. calls it Rugba Rugba Rugby League. Which is weird, but that's Very we... weird, but weird times. Weird, weird times. Weird times. We and can't hold Peter Look, weird times call for weird pronunciation. That's it. Well, just for weird <laughs> shit to go on. And when, when the, he- the chairman of the ARLC gets on there and for, what, 15 minutes calls the ru- game of rugby league rugby league yeah i mean at some point you just kind of go well look this is par for the course right now nothing makes sense yeah. anyway so he's looked over the account sure and realized that okay 
if we don't have any rugby league on at all, we're in deep shit. Now, obviously, if you're playing without fans, you've, you're, mo- you're losing, I mean, sponsorship dollars probably for like on-ground sponsors. Yeah. You'd be losing fucking the revenue from people coming through the gates, all that shit, right? 100%. Alcohol sales, food sales. But here's where it gets tricky for the NRL. If they don't show football at all and it's not broadcast, they lose... Twelve and I think it's thirteen and a half million around. Yeah, they lose cash. shitloads of money, and they can't afford to lose thirteen and a half million around. And a uh, state of origin is like twenty, thirty million. They'll lose like they're so fucked. Apparently, yeah. if they can't see out the year, mm. now it makes you wonder, right? Now, Tim Dumbrell, friend of the show, shout out to you, Tim. Now, Tim sent me this very interesting father-in-law of the show. Well. Sort of. Yeah, but you know what I mean. I'm not engaged. No, but en route. Yeah, en route, sure. Sure. We can look, we can assume. So he sent me this. Now, I don't know, I can't remember who sent him this, but it doesn't matter. This is where they're describing the NRL situation here. It's only when the tide goes out, you learn who's swimming naked. And that's the NRL. And the the tide has, coronavirus is the tide going out. And you realise that fucking (laughs) the NRL is actually like, Nude to a degree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all, it's all fucking. About how good board. are we going? Two billion dollar yeah, fucking yeah, broadcast rights are absolutely killing it. But apparently, you're not killing it because in 2012, they were supposed from 2012, they were supposed to be putting away 50 million a year, right? For, for an day. event like this, for the tide yeah. going out, for the no, for a rainy day, yeah. and now guess what? It's fucking pouring, pissing. Down. It's pissing down, right? So apparently, based on those numbers, investments, and all that shit, they should have a war chest of four hundred and fifty million, which clearly they don't have. No. But if they can't, so this is where they've got the NRL. They can't even afford to have a couple of weeks off. They're saying we're going to play till someone gets it, and then we might call it off. But if in two weeks' time. We, so let's say we call it off now, and in two weeks' time, a player still doesn't have coronavirus. We've wasted, we've wasted two we've weeks wasted of, two, of twenty-six million. <laughs> and they like in the grand scheme of things, twenty-six million is nothing. No, it's so, but they, but they need it. They That's need what I'm saying. Everything they can get. Yeah, he's like, mate, if, we, if there's no rugby league, we won't survive for very long at all. That was the wording yeah. used. Not for very long, long at all. all. Now, apparently there's some like clauses in the contracts that were signed with Act the Players God, Union, yeah. Act of God, where they don't have to pay the players, no. which is what would start to happen. Yeah. Because they'll be like, well, otherwise we'll collapse. Yeah. Sorry, but uh, you guys are going to have to start getting on new start. Yeah, yeah. Like, we're not paying you anymore. We can't pay you. Can't pay it. That's where it could get. Yeah, dude, I th- it, it very well could. I don't think the games will be on for very long at all. And look, we were saying this before we got on. Maybe we just decide the premiership by last team to have coronavirus. Yeah, yeah. And regular when, testing, last team that contracts it wins a premiership. Or each just, round, if your team gets fucking coronavirus, <clears throat> they drop out for the season. Or you or exactly. You drop out and you're not you're not eligible. Or you just you just plow through and people are playing sick and people are playing hurt and it's about who's got the strongest who's immunity. Got, who can, yeah, right. Who's got the uh, the the premiership caliber <laughs> yeah, immunity? Yeah, yeah. It's about it's an immunity contest. Well, so that what's what's funny and sad and amazing to see is the desperation of the NRL in the situation. Now, it's very eloquently put there with the tide going out. You see who's swimming nude. Obviously, we love the NRL. We love it. And the idea of it being called off for, I think, all sports fans is fucking horrible. But it's the times, right? But to see the desperation in the NRL, like to the point where they're like, 
No, nah, we're just we're just going to keep going here. Oi, ESPN, do you want to like give us some money so we can try broadcast this thing internationally? Mate, you know that's what they're doing. No, they're I'm trying not. to partner with ESPN and and go. Uh, look, there's no sport on anywhere else in the world. Let's get the Yanks watching a bit of rugby league going. Let's get Kalen Ponger in front of the eyes of the Yanks. And then there are also there's an idea being thrown around. I'm not sure by who. I don't know if it's Wayne. I can't remember who it is, but. To literally lock all of the NRL teams in a hotel in Queensland. Well, apparently a resort yeah, offered has offered it, it. Because, of course they have, because no one's coming to the resort. Well, exactly. So the resort's empty. Yes. And they're like, well, let's, let's get all 16 teams into the resort. Seems like a recipe for disaster, but also an amazing reality show. It sounds incredible. It'd be fantastic. Could you feasibly... Now, I know there's been a lot of talk around the idea of, well, you know, they're not going to be with their families. Could you feasibly... Move the families into the resort with them. Make sure they're all quarantined. No one in, no one out vibes. So then you've got your family, but you're also playing footy in a in a controlled environment. Is this, that is that is that ridiculous? You know, it's because what, the idea is ridiculous enough as it is. Yeah. So well, then no. I think. I mean, at this point, I think everything's on the table. Yeah. But what I do think is, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, listen, NRL, this is a lot. <laughs> this is a lot for me to fucking take. Just sort it out. No, but, but if you like, can make it happen, but, great. But that's where we're at, though, mate. Yeah. Like they're throwing these ideas around because they have to be yeah. throwing these ideas these around. Like, that's where we're at, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like they're not doing it because they want to be fucking fuck you, Corona. No. Like it's not that their job, Greenbergs and Vlandys. That's their job is to going. keep this thing afloat, mate. Yeah. Like. Yeah, they're concerned about public health, but they're not that concerned. No, they're not concerned. Their no. concern is it's not, not their public jo- health. It's not their job their to job be concerned. To, no, 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 no. Their job is to keep this fucker a oh, yeah. Well, and 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 uh, Vlandy's like in this in his press conference, uh, uh, Australia without rugby league isn't Australia, <laughs> yeah. which is again not true. But it's a very it's desperate times, desperate measures. Got to throw in some hyperbolic statements. Well, apparently he's the he's the man for a crisis, right? So he got New South Wales racing through the equine, equine influenza. influenza. And so this man's got history no, with influenza. But, but so he, he ended up getting like 280 million out of the uh, state and federal governments for like for packages, right? So yeah. he's he's pretty he's pretty sharp in a crisis, and apparently that was his way of getting through via the media to the government and stuff to be like, listen, mate, like this is yeah, pretty fucking serious, and that's why they kept dropping. We won't last long. We won't yeah, last yeah, long. and they're we like, we're going to need something from the the government. And Scomo came out and was like. Not our number one priority, bro. Yeah, I know. You know, I, I, t- I tell you who else is screaming out for help, which we'll get to. Poor old rugby union, oh, which God. which uh, which can't even get a rate of mention in the paper. Well, is is rugby union though in a situation where? And I've heard someone. <coughs> that better not be a fucking corona cough, bro. You, mate. Yeah. No one can cough anymore, for God's sake. <laughs> fucking hell, <laughs> mate. There's 300 people in the country who've got it. Just play the numbers for a second. <laughs> Is it Corona cough or is it is it just a cough? Is it a, is it a dribble cough? Is it a dribble cough? Well, I'm fucked either way anyway, so let's go. But there's a, a saying, and look, I can't remember who said it, but it's like in terms of divorce, uh, you either get divorced if you're super rich or you're super poor. If you're in the middle, you're fucked because you split everything. So I'm wondering whether in that context, rugby union is actually not that. How how much worse can it get? They're, they're already staring down the barrel of it fucking wrapping up anyway. <laughs> this thing might just give them an opportunity to be like, okay, look, this forced us to close down. Maybe we just never come back to Super Rugby. And it's just like, next year it's like, oi, national club competition. You remember us? And everyone's like, wait, what the fuck? What's going on here? Whereas Rugby League isn't NBA. It's in the middle. And it's like, 
Well, but the no, but the NBA is just super rich. That's and what he I can mean. Just write it That's out. That's what I mean. They can shut it down in two seconds. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Fuck it. Whatever. <laughs> They've got their players paying for stadium staff to fucking like Zion Williamson and shit. Zion's like, I'm paying the, the salaries of everyone in the fucking state in the New Orleans stadium while this thing's going. Because they're so they're so loaded. wealthy. They're so loaded. But also like, hey, billionaire owners, maybe you can't pay for it. Well, no. Well, um, fucking the the the. Um, Dallas Mavericks owner Cuban. Uh, Cuban he came out being like no we're putting together stuff for our casual staff yeah, like packages right, rescue right, packages right, right. the thing is the response to uh, Corona has been the most impressive response ever in the history of mankind by China oh really yeah yeah yeah, yeah. how's it here then what How no no in terms here? mate like mate there was fucking 10 new cases in China the other day a country of 1.3 billion yeah right like they were, I was listening to this, uh, the Daily Mail, which is the New York Times uh, podcast, and they were like, "Mate, they their response was industrial. Like, so if you tested positive, you were taken away and put into isolation. No ifs, no buts. Fucking, that's when you see them dragging them out of their houses yeah, and shit. Yeah, yeah. You go into isolation. If you've been around someone who has is in isolation, you go into a separate isolation where you might have it, you might not. No ifs, no buts. They were locking people into their houses so they can't leave well, we in Wuhan that they and were shit. Welding them. Yeah, they, but they, I think they were welding in people that didn't have it, so you can't leave. So everyone's fucking locked down. Then they they put up new like response centers everywhere. Apparently they were like, because there's a difference between a flu and then there's a difference between that and like coronavirus. So they had all these crazy tests. They would like fucking put people in cat scans. Apparently they can. Cat scans take like half an hour or something usually. Yeah. They had these like mobile cat scans and they were just fucking cat scanning every man and his dog. Like this crazy fucked up response. And now they've pretty much controlled it. But then, but that's. But the it, thing, leaked right? out, it leaked out. It's like, oh, yeah. sorry, we ate bats and now everyone's got it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's like, but we're sweet. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. They're also not, they're not. I feel like they're not cool with the whole bat narrative. Like, <laughs> of course they're not cool with the bat narrative, but bat narrative it is. Yeah, it seems like the bats. Imagine being the bat that kicked this whole thing off. But so then they were saying countries like China and South Korea are far more... Um, socially... Uh, well, they're like, they're no, they're more... Oppressed. Yeah. <laughs> is <laughs> to that, a degree, but like... Know, socially compliant. But they'll do what they're told. Yes. They'll do what they're told, right? Whereas like the West, largely, like Italy, they're like, fuck that. And dude, now, even in America, like all these places where it's like, dude, just stop, just chill out. There isn't, there is a real arrogance to the behavior of some people. When, I mean, we don't really, you can't. There's no pictures of what's going on in Italy, but like, you know, it's happening. Yeah, like it's all going on, and it's happened in China, it's happened in other places, and then people just still like doing the things you're not meant to be doing. Like at this stage, punish dribbles. If I can get on my soapbox for a second, at this stage, the. The most vulnerable are the older people, right? Your mums, your dads, your grandmas. Your respiratory issues. People with respiratory issues, diabetes, fucking things that are already of that nature. So think about it more as like, yeah, you could go out and get fucked up and, you know, yip and yahoo, but maybe just reining it in for a hot second might help the other people that are like could you imagine being in that bracket of like Ooh. imagine being in an aged care home right now you'd be bro. like this is fucking terrifying <laughs> yeah and then you see a bunch of fucking 18 year olds running around getting shit faced in bars and stuff you're like bro do you have no respect for like my remaining years can we just fucking lock it down for a second i don't know why it isn't locked down i don't know why they don't just go listen this is an unprecedented situation 
psychos and woolies and shit. You're seeing like oh, people are punching on him. You're seeing how quickly society the, the deteriorates. The veneer of fucking social order. Mate, is... imagine if the imagine the mortality rate was like thirty percent. Mate, oh mate, you have to buy a gun. America is America's <laughs> like everyone. And on Channel Nine, they were like. There were people out the door in California of all these gun stores that were like, look, it's just a bit fucking squirrely right now. You're yeah. like, bro. Mate, they're squirrely people. Though. They are. They're, the Yanks they're are, squirrely by nature, they're bro. They're by nature. They're, so like, fucking they're very quick to but buy But also, guns. they hate They hate more than anyone being told what to do. That's yeah. like in the amendment in their fucking... Not the amendment, in the constitution. What's it called? The fucking... The Fifth Amendment, Fourth Amendment. Well, like, I'm just talking about their... The constitution. Yeah, the constitution. That's right. There, it's sort of built in this this idea about like you know don't tell me what to do don't tell me what to do well, you can't be oppressed by the government freedom and all that yeah, crap. yeah yeah so mate they're probably they're probably more fucked than anyone really if they're going to carry that mantra yeah, around if if that mentality is what's going on yeah 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 uh, but where does that leave our beloved rugby league the great game the great game the game that you and I love and adore God's I think winter game if I'm if I'm going to sit here and predict and predict the future punters and dribblers and I will oh yeah I yeah, will. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I think we're looking at uh, a situation whereby the Warriors will play round two and then they're going home. Yes. And then I think the NRL is going to turn around and go, okay, well, you just get a point around until this is off. So they'll just... They'll Who, just, the Warriors? The Warriors, I reckon. That's, or, no, or, they'll, no, no. or they'll postpone their games. No, they're, no, not no. they're not going to shut it down for the Warriors. No, they're not. So what I was actually just reading about what they might do with the Warriors is... They might give them a special dispensation where they can draft in, like, uh, journeyman New South Wales Queensland Cup players to basically play their games for them. So, like, if you need to go home and see your family and you're in the Warriors top squad, but you've got to fucking self isolate for a couple of weeks, shit, you know, you got to work some shit out so they can keep playing games. The NRL's like, let me get the. No. So they what they're gonna give them fucking old washed up has been well and like shit. well like just all your all your New South Wales Cup players you know think about someone like Michael Leisha who has played for the Dogs okay he's, you know he's played first grade yeah, or yeah. like um who's that guy who played for South and he had the neck brace he was always getting concussed Kyle Turner yeah these guys where it's like they played a bunch of first grade that no one can find a place for him in the team. And so now maybe the other clubs will donate a couple of players. So basically they're going to be like the replacements. Just so they can play rugby league football. Just so they can play rugby league football. And the crazy thing is all of this, realistically, going by the numbers, all of this will count for nothing because it'll all be called off once the first player gets fucking coronavirus. But this is where it gets interesting, right? They say that's what what we, Tom and I, think will happen. It'll get called off or suspended, I should add, whilst... One player gets it. But when does that stop? When can they turn around and go, okay, we're playing again? When? When, oh. when everyone's had it? Um, no, I don't know exactly. Like how the, that's, where, that's where I don't fucking understand. Do you not feel that there is a gross lack of information around everything but no one's, but from no rugby one's, league to the government about what the fucking go is. No, 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 but that's what I, I want. I want some level of indication as to possible scenarios. Yeah, where this thing might end up. Yeah, yeah. When, give us some fucking figures, mate, because obviously there's smart people out when there. When's the tide coming back in? Yes, because it's low tide it's right low now. It's low tide. And I like high tide because I'm nude. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm completely nude, bro. But I want to know, give me some experts coming out with predictive models. Like when, quant models. Quant models, shit. Okay, if, if, if 5% are infected a month, 
when can we when, when can we when can the rugby league start <laughs> when again? does footy start again <laughs> that's what I want to know do you know what I mean is it when uh, fucking half the comps got it I don't understand what's, what's the metric for a, for a restart <laughs> Because we, we know what the metric for stopping is one person. Yeah. One. One. By by that, that's by that metric, that's happening. it has to be 100% infection. Yeah, exactly. What, so you've got to actively go out and get it? Do we do that? Because the vaccine's 12 months off. Yeah, well, maybe we just get them all sick now and quarantine them all. Get them better. And then I think once you're better, and this is a very important one to do your own research on punters, dribblers, but once you get it and get better, you're immune. What okay? I'm just just using my brain here. Yeah, I think this love is, it when you do. Yeah, look, you look, look. I get excited when I do. Yeah, is that I think what will happen is when they can look at our population and estimate how many uh, infections there have been, and then work out what can our hospitals sustain. Right. So if it was to kick off again, like if we lift all these bands and it kicks off again, worst case, can we just can we just cop it we and it's sweet? Because it? that's what the issue is. Is that we won't have enough medical resources to look after the sick and vulnerable. If you can put people on ventilators, the mortality rate's low, bro. Yes, you can get it. You can get it way down. Like in Italy, they're losing so many people because are they like, bang, we don't have enough ventilators. But so because yeah, it's out of control. So there's like apparently there's like two thousand ICU beds in Australia, right? Something. But they like were that. predicting it could get to seven hundred and fifty thousand cases. As a so what I'm saying is like, yeah, but not many people need hospital beds. That's what you got to remember. Yeah, right. So that's probably the metric. When can we just go, okay, sweet, everything, like, we, we can look after you now. We can deal that's with what, it. That's what the issue is. Also, they don't have the resources to look after you now if it was to explode. They also talk about, in uh, in England, they're not doing as strict and hectic measures, apparently, because there's also a thing called, like, herd immunity, where, like, if enough people are immune to it, like, get it, get over it, we're good, then... The R value would decrease or whatever that number is. Whatever the fuck that means, but... You know, do your own sums. Well, because you just wouldn't come into contact with that many people that didn't have it. Yes. Which reduces the amount of cases yeah. at once. Yes. So but I need like, time frame. Yeah, I need time frame. I need time frame. Well, for some, for me, again, these are things I've heard in different areas I've read or podcasts or, you know, the dribbler on the corner. I think it's kind of like at least a couple of months. where They think it's going to peak in June. Here. Yeah. yeah. And then fizzle down by September. Which so means we just come straight into finals. Do we just flip coins till finals? But like then we're looking at like no sport. Well, what do you do about a summer of cricket with a summer of rugby league? God's summer and winter sports combined. Come back together. Hard to play in forty degree heat rugby league. <sighs> it, like really, realistically, though. realistically, if they can if this if June's our worst month, I can't see us coming back until August. No, oh, bro. And I don't even think that. Like, because the, the the scary thing is you just don't know how etch it's going to get. Like, so if, if we come, really fucking if hairy, we come back in August, we don't flatten this curve, bro. If we come back in August, what are we looking at? Are we looking at a mad dash till, till December? That's probably what you do, isn't it? I think the season's going to be called off, bro. That's really what I think it is. Now, does that break my heart? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I think the season. You don't reckon be they'll off. move it and try and get some revenue dollar in the, on the back uh, end of the year, try and squeeze I, in some rugby league do, football? Do I think they're going to try it? I think they'll try every damn thing in the book. That's what. I'm, well, that's what I'm saying. I but reckon, I don't think it'll happen. I reckon we get late year footy. Like, okay, yeah, that you know what? Not August. It'll be like summer footy. But if they reckon it's dwindling by September, then surely you got to fucking start letting people. I mean, who knows though? It's just hard to know what the fuck will happen. Because who knows? When does it dwindle? What happens? What are they doing in China? Are they? Are you allowed to just do whatever the fuck you want in China? No. No, dude. No. 
Because you'd look to them for guidance yes. on the on what the future holds, which is more fucking terrifying. But in terms of where you see Italy, but the problem with again, I don't understand because if you lock everyone in, these people get better. But then the people that have been locked in who didn't get it now they slowly have to get it. No, until there's herd immunity. Yeah, that's what they're probably the sixty percent number comes from. But I think the herd immunity thing. Look, because it'll eventually we're X's and O'sing it. I oh, know we are, we are. We, we are. are. <laughs> <laughs> look, punters, dribblers, but you've got to allow us to do this. Like, it's a big Wait, day. Look, this is unprecedented Stop. in our lifetime. Yeah. It's crazy out there, man. Yeah. And look, like, I mean, realistically, it's all well and good for us healthy, young, virile P's and D's. With, you know, follically gifted. Yeah. Look, world at our feet stuff to sit here and go, this is madness, get footy back on the tellies. Mm. But they're doing it. You've got to ask yourself why they're doing it. They're doing it for a reason. Yes. And the reason is clearly because there are grave consequences if we don't. That's that's the reason. And just because well, it's not tangible to you, just because you can't see and touch and yeah, feel yeah, yeah. the issue. We're at war. Yeah. We're, we're at war. And I, I fucking, you know what else I was thinking about? Those poor fuckers down like the South Coast and stuff, like who were ravaged by the bushfires, who would just be, would have been crying out for, for Easter. To, you know, but for Easter to get here so that people go on fucking holiday again, oh, they're yeah. going to get the double whammy. Yeah. And on top of that, no rugby league. <laughs> I mean, fuck. Oh, mate. The poor state of New South Wales, mate. It's she's, been, she's hurt. She's hurting real bad. Well, Victoria, no AFL. Yeah, Let's, well, I'll see what happened there, but we're just focusing. No, no, no. Well, look. Look. I mean, I'm just I'm just doing the bushfire thing. No, I, anyway, well, I bushfires it. were in Victoria, bro. They were, but I'm saying currently there there is potentially no rugby league. Yes, and, and, that's, there, and there's going to be no AFL. Um, but who impressed you at a round one? <laughs> <laughs> well, I also wanted to say all hope isn't lost before we get into the rugby league. You know, very casually, because if you are subscribed to uh, or if you have seen the show that's streaming now on uh, Netflix and Stan, I believe CTER. Uh, which stars John Hoppawati and Anthony Mundine and also Frank Winterstein's wife. Uh, very good show. They actually they have a different opinion of all this. Yes. They, they believe that this is... You know what? Let's actually just read a quote from the two stars of the show, C-T-E-R, um, just so that we can... Play, give the other side of the story. You know what I mean? I think that's... Well, look, look we've, we've given our side of the story... And now I think we give... And now you give CTER star yeah. Hopawati and Mundane. And, and Mundane. So this is what Mundane had to say for us the other day. Re-coronavirus. Coronavirus is bogus for real. They're putting fear through media to set an agenda. No space. Exclamation mark. No space. All the deaths... Fuck me, man. The grammar in here, like for someone that already doesn't read well... You're struggling. Well, the, it's just there's no spaces. Hey, you know what I say? Dig deep. Dig deep. For the country. For the nation. For the nation. Because the nation's hurting. The nation's hurting. They need us. All the deaths they're saying that's happening is true, but then they add the coronavirus when it was something else to scare everybody and market the corona. The world order is happening, peeps. Stay woke, not asleep in what's going on around you. Mass vaccines will be introduced soon. You will see. Yeah, maybe because there's a fucking global virus, you freak. Someone needs to take... Dr. Chalk down to a fucking like triage clinic and just yeah, be yeah. like, what's this then, bro? Yeah, 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 what is this? What do you think this is? Uh, let me carry on, please. To harm and control you, make and... Oh, my God, bro, this is hard. To harm and control you more and could cause major effects on adults and children like 
autism and even death. Yeah. Then they will blame Corona. 5G is coming out soon. Is this become a Vodafone ad? 5G is coming out soon. That will fry your brain even more. Ironic from Chalk. Us masses are just rats in the lab. Protect yourself and your family and make the right choices. Hashtag stay woke. Good Lord. Big day from Chalk there. But that was also followed up by the Honourable John Hopawadi. Uh, another, he is the other leading man in the, uh, the world of CTRA. CTER. ETR. Don't know what the world hierarchy are up to, but they're making this coronavirus sound a lot worse than, than what it is. My niece had the virus six years ago when she was one and it got treated like the flu and she has fully recovered. This has been around for years. So why are they making it sound worse than what it is? I've got 11 kids and I'm not worried one bit about this virus. Good to know. Where do they get their information from? I mean, maybe it's from Winterstein's wife. I don't know. They'd, they've got to be like She's attached. They've got to be in, in cahoots. Cahoots. Yeah, these guys are in cahoots. Look, there's obviously some sort of, some sort of summit for CTE. Have to be. Have, to, have to be. be. Where they all come together. Probably after hitting each other in the head. Look, if you don't have an active concussion, you're if not you, welcome. Then you're not welcome. Um, and then you sit down and you nut out the facts and figures <laughs> of this thing. Then well, you just get down to work. <laughs> not even nut them out, but come up with them. Come up with Well, I mean, who knows when you can cuss, but they probably don't know what's going on. Yeah. But yeah. They sit well, down I mean, there. look like Chuck's ramblings. Like, he's all over the place. Yes. He's talking about... 5G networks. 5G networks, and, and then they're blaming Corona and boosting Corona sales and all yeah. this shit. Uh, and then he's like, oh, and then they'll bring in a mass vaccine, which will cause deaths. It's like, no, no, no. no the, 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 max, the vaccine's to death, prevent deaths. To prevent death. Mass vaccine is so that you don't get coronavirus anymore. <laughs> Bruh. Chalk. But a compelling show, nonetheless. Compelling. If you want to just... Because I follow this shit for, like, fun... But if you want to follow um, Frank Winterstein's wife, her handle is... Oh, she's fucking... Is she gone? No. There's no way. This is, mate, this is her bread and butter. Time like the pandemic. Bro, she's been going so hard. I think she's taking her shit down, bro. She goes live and then she's like, well, look, we already know what the cure for coronavirus is. It's vitamin C. And we're like, I'm like, huh? What? Vitamin C. Oh, what? Here we go. Bro, she's taking her fucking page down. Why? Too much hate. She'd be getting fucking She'd be getting... She would be. She'd have to be. Or maybe it's fucking... Maybe it's the Illuminati, bra. Oh, that's what it is. That'll feed right into her narrative. Anyway, look. Just wanted to play... Just wanted to paint the other side of the picture there for you. That's nice. G'day listeners, Louis Burke here with Generation Batuta, the stories that matter to you and the other five members of your share house. Open your ears and blow your minds as our weekly youth program brings you stories about pill testing, climate change and a cheeky story about sex to make sure you listen until the end. I am, you are, we are, Generation Batuta. Tune in now on Desert Rock FM or if you don't live in Batuta, listen free, only on Spotify. Um, um, can I say this? Back to sport, Eddie. Yeah. Not a big EPL fan myself. Mm. Happy to say that to the punters and the dribbles out there right now. I will say this. In my experience of Australian EPL fans, there are a lot of them who 
love Liverpool, who love singing You Never Walk Alone like they were there when the fucking thing collapsed or like when the crush happened or whatever. They, there's a lot of that sort of like, I'm such a Liverpool fan, even though I don't get it. Hillsborough. Hillsborough disaster, disaster. Late 80s. Yeah. Holding their scarves up when they come out here and play a charity match against some fucking... Well, mate, they got 100,000 when they came out to the yes. MCG ones. Because the nation's filled with Liverpool dribblers. Yeah. Oh, they're out there. They're out there, bro. Now, they haven't won for Dior, I don't know, but it's Since been a while. Since 1990. Yeah. Well, but, but it's been like a long time. Since 1990. 1990, they're getting ripped on. They're, they go close and they don't win it. And then now they are apparently far and away looking like they're going to lock this thing up. They um, Coronavirus is about to fuck their season. Until until it got suspended, they were two wins away with, I think, like nine or ten games to play. So they only got to win two more games to win it. Yeah. And the season could very well be called so, They are so far ahead of everyone else, like 22 points or right. something, Dior. The season's looking like getting called so, off. Yeah. But I look, I was reading a comment the other day in a dribbler Clearly, a Liverpool dribbler was on there saying that in the FA, like in the um, the guides or the rules, rather bylaws, the bylaws, he could have been making this up. So Dior, in the bylaws, it says that if seventy five percent of games have been played, standings, the current standings stand. Now, Liverpool, that I think seventy five percent is twenty nine, twenty eight and a half games. Liverpool's played twenty nine games. Okay. So they would win. They technically. would technically win. I don't think. I don't think the issue is whether or not Liverpool will get the trophy. I think that they will. I don't think like they're so far ahead, yeah, bro. But I just there is something. I know what you mean. Oh no, it's hilarious, mate. It's fucking hilarious. If they cancel the season, there'd be so many people who would go. That's an asterisk season, yeah, 100%. which it is. But the biggest, cons- the bigger concern is at the bottom of the table, where it's like, okay, well. I'm in a relegation dogfight here and I'm not fucking going down because the season wasn't completed. So now they're talking about having potentially 22 teams in the Premier League next year and then keeping it as it is so no one gets relegated. And then, but what, someone gets promoted? But then two, the two top teams from the championship come up. But they didn't win either. But they... They didn't as lose. If you wouldn't, yeah, but as if you wouldn't just go, we're back again to do it all again. Yeah, I mean, year. potentially. Potentially. That seems to make more sense to me and just go, sorry... Whoever's been, who's you know, in the championship trying to get up, ruthless, ruthless. So, mate, there are so many. Until something like this happens, you don't even think care to think about how, how many little moving pieces there are in everything, everything, but specific, specifically sport for our for us. Um, and then it, it takes something like this where it's like, oh, we're not playing anymore. It's like, oh, hang on, wait, what? So wait, then what happens though? So like, yeah, what so what do? happens? What happens? Oh well, the NRL's basically fucked. So, look, very interesting, very interesting. I will say this about sport, though. And I just wanted to spare a thought. I know we touched it on earlier, but I I feel like it it would be remiss of us not to spare a thought Mm. to poor old rugby union, okay? Because they, I don't think I've ever witnessed consecutive beatdowns like rugby has been enduring. Like, no. it has just been one thing after They're another. They're the south coast of sport. After another. After, yeah, but, like, even on south coast on steroids, mate. Like, <laughs> throw a fucking AIDS pandemic in there or something as well. Like, so they're just getting beaten near to death. Yeah. Near to death. They would have no money left after the payout to Israel, which, I I mean, I heard it was in the, like, very, expe- like, yeah. te- you know, five, six, seven million. Fuck, allegedly. Allegedly. Anyway, 
And then on top of that, they lose their entire season. I was reading somewhere if they lose the Ju- the June test, June July test, it could it could all be could all be over. They'll be in- insolvent. Really? Yeah, that's the, they're the whispers I'm hearing. Because well, they the, the the June test bring in a lot of dough. Yeah, well, probably all of the dough. All of the dough. And if they don't get that dough, apparently Tide's it, going it, it could be, well, there's, it's, it's all the way out. It's yeah. like the tide before a fucking tsunami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. they're like a fish left flapping on yeah. the beach. And then they get pumped by the tsunami. Then the tsunami comes back in and mushes them up against a wall. Now, I just wanted to spare a thought for them. No, it, because, generally, we because, love rugby. Like, yeah, look, we laugh. We don't want them to become no, insolvent. But we laugh about it, right? Going, you know, rugby's fucked and stuff. But like, there was still part of me that was like, oh, it's a bit of fun and games. Like, obviously, of it doesn't course. look good. You don't want to stomp on someone's head yeah. while they're drowning. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. And we're not in that business, no. Tom. Never have been. Mm-mm. So uh, that's why I'm sparing a thought now because from what I, from where I'm sitting, it's looking it's looking real bad. It's looking real, real bad. Like re- like really bad. Yeah. Like, ooh, this is probably. You know what? You know, well, if anyone's getting a rescue package, like, is it rugby? Well, because or I do think, they? I think a rescue package probably also has criteria to meet. Like, what are you bringing to the table? Yes. So like revenue wise. Is rugby Australia like They got nothing. That they're they're not getting put on life support. I'd say the, if I can The doctors the, have made a decision. The doctors have made a decision. That's the sad reality. So I mean so many unknowns, punters and dribblers, but this we could be looking at the the, the, the death of, of rugby Well yeah. certainly certainly I will say this, the potentially the depth the death of Sansa. Like you were saying that before. It could just be that we're accelerating this whole process. Yeah. And instead of fucking watching this thing die slowly over the next five years, maybe they'll just wash their hands of it at the end of the season and, and South Africa goes, we're out. We're, we're going out. north. Fuck this. Fuck this. Look, <laughs> it was fun while it lasted. Yeah, it, we had some memories. We had, we? Look, we had a bit of fun <laughs> along the way. Uh, but I mean, this this is there's no better time than to cut the fucking cord. Let's on this get thing, out of this and let's thing. just get out and start again. Yeah. And then whether or not New Zealand do their own thing, which I think is probably more sensible, or they come together for some sort of weird trans Tasman thing, I don't know. Yeah. Look, we'll I mean, not for us to work out personally. I couldn't. I've got bigger fish to fry. Not not much bigger, but bigger fish to fry than to work out. A way forward for rugby union. I think I'm going. No, I'm not going. I'm not going to come uh, here and I'm not working it out. No. I'm saying that's where I'll leave. That's it. where you'll. Yeah, that's where we'll leave it. We'll just place that one there. If you've got ideas, I'm sure they're shit, but feel free to let us know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they're awful. I'm sure they're absolutely awful, and it's gonna. You know, look, road test it with your mate. Yeah. And if he doesn't like it, then don't bother sending. Although it in. you know what, I'm sure that you've got an echo chamber, much like we do, <laughs> and everyone will be back slapping and fucking going, "Yeah, bro, great idea." <laughs> Look, ask you. Look, come up with the idea almost inevitably on the piss, mm. but then road test it in the morning. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't road test it at night. Road test it to the missus. See what she thinks. See if it's viable. Yeah, because she'll give you. She'll straight, shoot straight. Yeah, always or your do. Missus or your man. Yeah, Forgive always do. Me. Yeah, of course. Um, look, okay. Funny times. Funny times. Now, listen. We haven't even had an opportunity to talk about the fact that the bulldogs have been having sex with schoolgirls. <laughs> that just slipped. You know what? Such is such is the pandemic in which we are existing that that just has been blown that, away. That was blown away. Like Ockenbore, one of the great pigs, <laughs> and dare I say, pedophiles. Well, no, she was legal. But like, I don't understand how that flies. She's eighteen. She was sixteen. Oh, sorry. No, she's over sixteen. Yeah, I thought it was eighteen. No, no, it's not. It's over sixteen. Sixteen is the legal age to. 
child. See, like, there's always so much misconception. So is she 16? Yeah, Are you 16? sure? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's not a pedophile. I think that's a way that's a way too big a call. Pedophile is not a sixteen year old and like a twenty two year old or whatever the fuck he is, twenty four year old. It's it's gross. Yeah. It's inappropriate. Yeah, fair enough. But pedophile carries a lot of sure. fucking sure. weight behind it. So he's a dribbler. Well, Who's got pig. it wrong? He's a, he's a pig. He's a pig and he's an idiot. Yeah. He 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 has been I when I used to work in radio, hashtag any jobs out there, let me know. Uh he was in the Bulldogs junior sides and everything, like he was there for you'd always because his hair is recognizable. I used to see him toiling away in these lower games, and I was like, "Fuck, when's that guy gonna get a go? Get a go?" And then finally, he does last year there was this big hullabaloo and song and dance about him making his NRL debut and his family and his journey and his story and all that shit. Then he just goes and fucks a fucking schoolgirl while they're away on camp. And well, I think they went they went to the school. They went to the school that That's day. That's where yeah. They went to the school that day, and then he's DMing schoolgirls, and he's like, "Yeah, come on, like, silly, bro." And now, look, get you into some fucking trouble. Bulldogs, man. as if it's as if the times aren't tough enough, lose the two million dollar sponsor, and then apparently they were losing another sponsor as well. Yeah, yeah, two million dollar sponsors a lot. They lost a two million dollar sponsor money. in some restaurant chain, and they were literally like agreed. Is to that terms. why they didn't play with the well, they, the they, shirt sponsor? They didn't have one. That but that, that was going to be their shirts. But yeah, yeah. Well, that's the main sponsor, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't have one because Jaden, fucking, and and Corey Harrowing. What was he? How was he involved? I don't know. He's getting sacked as well. Well, they shared a room, so I don't know if there was something to do there. Apparently, he's getting sacked. Well, I think the the yarn is they're both getting sacked. Yeah, Alkaboard definitely. Yes, I think Jaden's gonna have to get sacked, but I don't think the guy should lose his career forever. I think he needs to take some time to fucking. He needs some social distancing. Yes. Yes. Sure. Rugby league, rugby league, but like that—that that was a preseason story that as well. Was a that we was just that up, we missed it. Uh, uh, our fucking you know record-breaking podcast with Clancy and Errol of the Batuta Advocate on the NRL preseason scandals. Part of me thought that maybe Jaden was waiting for that podcast to come out because obviously such as the song and dance about that podcast. Now I feel like Jaden was waiting for that to go so that he could get up to some work and it wouldn't have been spoken about. Mm. Mate. <laughs> You can only shake your head like days out from yeah. the start. Of, oh no, this didn't. This happened in like January, I think, or February. Whatever, bro. Yeah, I'm. I'm just saying the in time. The, in the, the timing is just in the current climate, Jaden. What the fuck are you thinking, mate? Unbelievable. Anyway, whatever. Um, not a whole lot more to talk about. We do have some dribbler dribbles to get to. Oh, we've got shitloads. Sydney Kings, the Violet Crumbles. The Lakers of Australia are currently 2-1 down in their grand final, playing in front of no one. I think that they actually might be playing tonight as this gets recorded. They on played Monday. on No, they played yesterday. Yeah, it's 2-1. So they might be playing again tonight or tomorrow. So look, I think that, you know, in times like this, we need, we need some happy stories. So we need, we need the crumbles to go the big lift tonight. We really need the, the, the crumbles. I, interesting as well, someone just said to me then, what the fuck does someone like KO do? Do they just have like documentaries and shit? Well, they lose subscribers. That's what's happening. Well, yeah. Big time. Big time. Because what am I paying for? Yeah. There's nothing on. There's nothing on. Well, they should really just be like giving it to you for free almost. Or bargain basement prices. Crazy. Crazy shit. Crazy times. Violet Crumbles though need to get up for the punter and the dribbler right now. We need it. We need it badly. But I think... Did you watch the test? No. 
Okay. Well, so there's not much we can do. I will just say that I did watch the test over the weekend. Is it uh, great? It's fantastic. So yeah. Eight episodes, hour long. In terms of like Sunday bounce out shit, that's the sort of stuff. Was you it unbelievable? Watch. It was fantastic. Um, obviously, you know, it's not fucking all fan. It's not like it's all nonstop fantastic shit. Like, but it's good. It takes you back through, takes you a long way back, and you sort of forget all this stuff that happened all the way through. Good insight, good interviews. Nathan Lyon giving fucking Travis head his baggy green. If you don't cry that in that point, punters, dribblers, then you may have coronavirus because it is fantastic. It's one of the most emotionally charged moments of my young life. What do you um, give it out of ten for emotion? No, what the the what eight. do you give eight eight? I'll give it an eight. That's pretty strong. Well, ten being perfect, you know. Of what course, I mean? yeah. very few things yeah. get tens. I'd say eight overall. Yeah, overall. Um, Tim Payne comes out looking real good. There are moments, obviously, like they go through Headingley and fucking and the Ashes and all that. But he gives a really well. I think so anyway. After Headingley, and they're all just devastated. Mm. He gives quite a good speech, I believe, to the boys in the uh, in the sheds. Does he gives quite a good speech, um, which I won't ruin. Don't ruin it. I haven't seen it. No, but it's a goodie. Um, you know, bit of bloody behind the scenes of the boys. Justin Lang is the main character, basically. He's like interviewed the whole time about the spirit of cricket, spirit of Australia, all that sort of shit. Loves it. Loves it. Loves it. JL's the man for the job. We know that. Um, but the whole... Just, so Tim comes out looking out. Tim comes out looking out. Like, Tim, you go, oh, yeah, you are the captain of the country. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. Like, you can say, obviously, the way he got it was unorthodox. But make no mistake, he is the captain of this nation. Yeah. He's my wicket keeper. He's your wicket keeper. He's the nation's he's wicket, our wicket keeper. keeper. He's our wicket keeper. Um, but anyway, watch the test. The smudge storyline really fucking is like, it's like, I, I heard an interview on the great cricketer, uh, Pez was speaking to the director. And the director was like, honestly, when if you were to have tried to write the story you wanted for the documentary before the documentary, uh, you probably wouldn't believe it. Like in terms of Smudge's redemption after South Africa, the Headingley test and how that was just an absolute bed shit, but then they come back and they do it in England, all this like. So it's a, it, it, it captures all that stuff around you. Like you forget a lot of the stuff that happens and it's it's good. Definitely watch it. I watch it. It's on Amazon, See. which you just find someone who has it and get their logins. That's what I'd suggest. Um, anyway... I think we get on to Dribbler Dribbles, Eddie. Yeah, let's do it. All right. A couple of Dribbler Dribbles here of the written variety. Uh, so this is from Craig Boise on the Punters Dribblers. As more P's and D's get ordered to undertake mandatory 14-day bounce out, will we see panic consumption and global shortages of rom-coms? Look, yes. obviously, obviously, yes. look, of course we will. We, I mean, half the reason that Tom and I are getting behind the the new push for uh, an increased number of rom-coms is because there's been a sharp decline of them since the late 90s. Well, mate, I've worked my way through almost every good rom-com going around. Like, the reality is there's not many left. Punish Dribblers, I'll tell you what I did. I don't think they make them anymore. No, they don't really. There's a decline in the production of rom-coms. And if you're on a 14-day social distancing bounce-out session... You're going to work your way through every rom-com known to man. And I pretty much have already. But I will say, me and the missus did a little bit of... Well, obviously, we're young parents now, so we're doing a lot of social distancing just by virtue of the fact that we don't... You know, we're looking after a kid. Obviously, Luke Bracey, real good friend of the show, punters, dribblers. And we probably uh, have shouted out the... uh, 
his, one of his great rom-com movies, um, Monte Carlo. Mm. We got around that the other day. That was his first movie in Hollywood, filmed in Monte Carlo. And basically, if I give you a quick synopsis, Selena Gomez, chick from uh, Gossip Girl and some other blonde girl, right? They're three friends, not friends yet. They sort of don't know, you know, but they all go to Italy or France. They France. go to France. Uh, and... They're shoved together. They don't want to be together, but they're like there for a week, which seems like a very short amount of time to go on a holiday, punters, dribbles, but it's a rom-com, so you suspend disbelief. Anyway, it's not going well. Then Selena Gomez's character realizes that she looks identical to like the princess of fucking Monaco or some shit. And rom-com ensues from there. <laughs> now, the gossip girl chick sees Bracey sitting on a step somewhere and he's a Leighton Meester Leighton Meester and he's Australian he's looking handsome he's a traveller he's got traveller beads on shirt if we want Bracey nudes he's got, tra he's got, he's got traveller beads traveller beads on and obviously still waiting on nudes but shirt basically not on it's barely on the whole time or very loosely done up that'll that'll play well with the missus and obviously with the thirsty punters and dribblers out there Monte Carlo get on it must watch must watch so, yes, there is a dearth of rom-coms, but there are gems out there. You just got to know where to look. You got to know And our, our, first, um, our first... Offering? Offering. Port of Call. This week is Monte Carlo. Monte we'll Carlo. be offering up a rom-com every week to keep the punters and the dribblers... Happy. Happy. Satiated. Yeah. As best as they can. Sane? Also, sane? Sane is very... It's, a, it's reasonable for you to say that. Now, also... If you haven't joined the Punters Dribblers Facebook page, that's going to be also probably your best place to find rom-coms as well because the Punters and Dribblers are regularly sharing rom-com yep. oh, yeah. advice on there. That's correct. So that's uh, thank you, Craig. Don't You don't get many Craigs these days, do you? All right. Let's do it. G'day, fellas. Patty again. Uh rang up last week about uh, Mitchie Beast and Cherry Evans. Though you fellas do make good points, I'll admit I was wrong on air, as long as Edward admits that he was also, in fact, wrong to the punters and the dribblers in that Daily Cherry Evans has played less games than Mitchell Pierce. Anyway, right. What? Well, I'm not sure what you're, he's asking for you to say that you were wrong there, because Daily Cherry Evans has played less games than Mitchell Pierce. Anyway, I don't think you made your point well there. And I, I, as far as I'm aware, without having to speak for you, but I will, I don't know that you're prepared to apologise for anything there. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. There will be no apologies. Also, what am I apologising for? That dribble made no sense. No, it didn't. Do better. Uh, yeah, hey, mates. Um, just a quick call after the Broncos-Cowboys game. All good. Thought it was a good game. Fuck yeah. Uh, new stadium, epic, sweet. Um, what did annoy me, though, is Phil Gould, the fucking obese It goes, oh, yeah, um, Cowboys have a lot of work to do, but you know what? The uh, Parramatta Eels Bulldogs game was really good the night before. It's just like, nah, mate. I was watching the Parramatta Eels Bulldogs game. It looked like a fucking AFL game. It was the scrappiest piece of shit I've ever seen. Um, personal opinion, 
Phil Gould should maybe retire, go sit in the Panthers' pokey room and slap his savings on fucking more chilli till he's, till he's out of chilies. But, um, yeah, kind of kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Anyway, I know, I know what you guys think about that, but whatever. Um, a bit drunk, all good. All right, be soon. Okay, look. Is that the final one? It's still not over. Oh, it's gone now. It's gone now. I don't know what's wrong. Has that. he sent another one? Is that only number two? Was that number one? Yeah, that was number that two. That was two. This is a fucking angry dribbler here. Uh, yeah, hey, sorry. Just calling back up. I feel a bit, feel a bit bad. I think you should never make um, fun of another man's, another man's weight. So, <laughs> sorry about that, Phil. But, um, yeah, I still think you should go retire in the Panthers poke room and put all your retirement on uh, more chilli. So, here's Neverfield. Here soon. Hello, support. All right, love you, space. Look, it was good of him to, to come out and, and, and apologise for the weight comment. Yeah, that showed maturity. That showed maturity. Um, look, he obviously was a salty Cowboys fan because they look like shit. Broncos look good. Um yeah, Phil obviously talking out of his ass when he says that the, the Bulldogs-Eels game was a good game. That game sucked. It was awful. I went and watched it at the pub and I like it was Regretted sort of, it? I regretted it. Yeah. I found all of the rugby league on the weekend underwhelming, if I can just say that. I found myself... I don't know if it's in the... I liked, I liked, I liked the contest in the Melbourne Manly game. Like, it was physical. Yes, it was a great contest. The, the defense was unbelievable. Yeah, no, it was a great game, but Manly lost, so it all ultimately fucked me off. But... Yeah, I found it hard to get up for all the rugby league a little bit on the weekend because it was a little bit sort of dark and ominous yes, times. Yes, yes, definitely. Anyway, uh, well, thanks for that dribble, bro. Uh, yes, sorry to Phil Gould. I don't know what that was. You're obviously dirty at him, but... Hang on, just let me call back Elza quickly. Um, you might have to sort of edit that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah It's a bit disjointed. But... <coughs> sorry, I'm just doing the podcast live. Oh, I was just saying this coronavirus stuff. Yeah, I work from home today, man. Mm. Anyway, darling, I'll call you on my, on my way home. Uh. Poor old Elza, I lost two clients today. Why? Because of this? Yeah, because they're like, well, man, we, like, so many businesses are fucked. Yeah. Big time. And with, well, that's it though. Like with hers, it's like, dude, why would they be wanting to spend money on promotion? Well, they can't. That's what I mean. Well, like she's got a lot of venues and stuff. Oh, fuck. Yeah, bro. Is that, just her business quite profitable? Yeah, it does well. But she's got heaps of fucking, and then like real estate agents. No one's selling houses, no, bro. No, <laughs> Don't they just put that shit on hold? What? Like whatever their sort of deal is. Why don't you feel like, yeah, let's just put it on hold. Oh, yeah, of course. That's what's happening. They're yeah, not right. paying. Yeah, of course. There's no money coming no, in. you don't pay a retainer. Um, okay. Make sure you get on the mic. Hey, Eddie and Tom. I just want to leave a message for the punter and the dribbler. That was so weak, that Andy. I watched the Broncos against the Cowboys tonight in a very underrated Broncos side and have to say that Brody Croft has to be Andrew Johns reincarnated oh. after Joey gave him the biggest ups of all time tonight. I think the Broncos are way in for a top eight berth, a finals berth. Not aging well, any of this. If you will. Mm. I think 
top eight may be an understatement. I'm really feeling top six for the Broncos. Top six. In God's winter game. <laughs> I hope you guys really understand and agree. Up the Broncos. Up Brody Croft. Well, look, I mean, you, the Broncos have every reason to be excited after that performance. Their forwards throbbed. Brody Croft played well. Uh, they look good, but the season's over, so... Well, look, it's not over. It's not over. It's not over yet, punishment. It's not over yet. But, like, we can't sit here and predict We can't top say eights. top eights because off that performance, yes, definitely. But coronavirus may have other... Other ideas. Yeah. And other ideas it has, clearly. First-time caller, medium-term listener, um, currently midday on a 12, sorry, midday on a Saturday, bounced out. Sounds it. Uh, very, very upset about the Cowboys' loss at the new stadium. Queensland. Anyway, that aside, um, just listening to Goodwood's Day podcast and this bedsheet of an intro, uh... That Tom's accidentally said foreboding. It's really, hit, it's really hitting home, oh. especially with what's going on in the oh. you know, the plans for for this season of the NRL. So I just want to let you know that the punter and the dribbler, you know, we're behind you, boys. When the NRL come knocking, um, oh and, fuck, you know, and we know you had good intentions. With this intro, but it's just it's gone pear shaped. So, where's your boys? Here's some. Holy, Holy shit. shit! I forgot about I that. I forgot about I that. I pulled you up. Yes, and I was like, "Oi, foreboding the NRL." <laughs> oh no! We said we were powerful. Did we, we think we were this we, powerful? We didn't know we were this powerful. <laughs> we didn't know we were this powerful. Punish dribbles. If you didn't listen to the podcast last week. Just go back and listen to it. I said foreboding when regarding the NRL. And I, I did my best to pull you up you on it. You pulled me up and said foreboding's not the right word. That's got negative connotations. And I was like, well, we did the, we checked it. We fact-checked it. And yeah. That was correct. But I'd already said it. I already put it It was out already there. out there. It was already out there. And now look. And now look at the season. Oh, uh, no. Putters and jibblers, uh, I think I speak for Tone when we say... Like a heartfelt apology. Yeah, heartfelt. Not that I'm responsible for coronavirus directly or the podcast is at all, but look, the power's fucking undeniable. <laughs> I'm sorry. Look, mate, you gotta, we've got to be careful with what we've got We've got to be careful. I think that's the lesson yeah, here. Yeah, we've yeah. got to be careful. We've got to be careful wielding this, wielding this power, yeah, baby. I think we Good underestimate Lord ourselves God, sometimes. All the time. G'day, Tom and Eddie. The punters and... The Dribblers. This is Simo Morris Edgel of Donald Beeman Carroll fame. <laughs> Just giving you a call. Um, I want to give a huge shout out to the Flemington and Kensington Bowls Club, of which I play for. Um, today we had all four sides making a home round semi-final advantage playing home semis at home all four sides first time in living memory that's happened um so that's already a massive feat but uh at the conclusion of play today we had all four sides win home semi-finals 
which means that uh, all four teams are now playing sectional grand finals tomorrow, <laughs> which is just superb, <laughs> tremendous effort from uh, the club, uh, you know, at the, the epicentre of the sport of kings for the sport of dribblers. Um, fantastic result. Big shout-out to all the dribblers and the dribblettes at the Flemington and Kensington Bowls Club. Big day for us tomorrow, that being Sunday the 14th, 15th. Sunday the 15th of March. And, uh, yeah, look, already three uh, three teams uh, promoted to higher divisions and our top side, of which I bowl in, playing tomorrow for a chance to be promoted into Division 1. So, huge <laughs> effort by the club. Massive day. Huge but day. But we've got to keep a bit of a lid on it. So, rugby league skin falls en route tomorrow night. Rain, hail or shine. But uh, just thought I'd give a bit of an update to the, uh, the lawn bowling community amongst the punters and the dribblers. Anyway, love the work, boys. February, dribblery was huge. Just content of plenty. You're the dribbler. Fucking fantastic. Love your work. And uh, big greens on route. Big flags on route for Glen Ken. And um, be here soon. Love you, fellas. See ya. Well, tremendous. You got to get around your team there. Look, I'm expecting a callback for the Sunday grand final results. Yes, uh, at least we can expect that from Simo. I will Donald say Beaver this: what fame. what happens what happens to the prestigious lawn bowl circuit? Well, in, it's in under 500, times? so maybe you're allowed to play on. You'd have to think so. You'd have you? to think so. You'd have to think so. The sport of king dribblers, I think. Oh, is the what he sport said of king dribblers. I love it. Um, let's move on. Has he called back? Would love that. Hello, punters and dribblers. Tom and Eddie. Uh, it's the hitman here again. Sorry, let me just turn that down. He's I'm back. Shamefully uh, watching the news that came on after the Manly match on Channel 9. Um, and getting rather worked up about coronavirus. Um, and everything else. A couple things. I noticed you guys made fun of me going to a double header at Suncorp on the weekend to watch possibly the last two Super Rugby matches ever. Um, (laughs) Good point. But yeah, first thing, there's a bit of a rugby union uh, compared to rugby league uh, point I'm making here. I heard at the Super Rugby a bloke yell in like a, you know, 20% filled stadium stand yell down to the Reds organise yourselves gentlemen (laughs) as loud as he could from 20 rows back so that's pretty much the most rugby union thing I've ever seen Um, um, yeah anyway on to my second point uh, about the NRL these scary times Um, how much did Toddley and Vlanders look like organised crime figures during that press conference. <laughs> uh, I, I just I can't get over it. And and they've also just sat there and basically blackmailed the Australian government asking for funding. It, it's just it's just so beautiful. It's so magnificent that we've got Virgin 
you know, airlines. We've got all these hotel chains. We've got all of these businesses that are about to collapse because of uh, coronavirus and self-isolation. And the Rugby League has been the first organisation in this whole country to put their hand up and say the government must fund us now. <laughs> it's, uh, it's just sensational. And on top of everything, I think it's great that Landis and uh, Green, uh, Greenberg kind of put their differences aside. I don't think anyone's going to get knifed in the back for the meanwhile. So Toddley's safe. Landis, we've actually heard his voice, and he sounds exactly like how I thought he sound. And yeah, massive, massive five families vibe sitting there at the NRL press conference yesterday. Um, yeah, see you soon. <laughs> Look, it wasn't something that I had thought about, but now that you've pointed it out, yeah, it did have big five family vibes. Very there, mobster. So. And, and the rugby league really rugby playing. Rugby league. Like, but you're right, and we've talked about that before. They've, they've gone straight for the handout yeah. because they need to keep this fucker afloat. Yeah, tide going out, Yeah, swimming nude. Yeah, and also there's limited funds. Let's get, let's get to the front of the queue. Try and get some bickies. Don't you reckon it's funny? Because Todd knows, in a mobster sense, that he's going to get whacked. He just knows that right now he's not going to get whacked. Well, he's probably going, if I can help bring us out of this, then I won't get yeah, whacked. But in a mob mentality, he's getting whacked regardless. No, not if he, not if he can... Not if he can fashion something. Watch Todd get whacked the second the dust settles. It'll be like an ice pick to the back of the skull, metaphorically, obviously. It would, yeah, look, it's a big power move. Isn't it's a it? power move. He's like, coming in. He's like, I want to consolidate power. This is Vlandy's. Yeah. So I'm going to pick someone I want. Yeah. And I, I didn't like want Toddley. To. I'd hate to see Toddley go. Apparently, the clubs don't like him. I'm like, I think he's good. The clubs are never going to like a CEO. No, of course ever, not. Ever. Because all they want is more money. It seems like to get rid of him would be silly in my mind. And obviously, we hold some sway. Obviously, we fucking influenced the start of the entire competition uh, unintentionally. But I wouldn't like to see Toddley whacked. But as. Uh, the hitman has quite eloquently put out there. Did you notice that Toddley's beard came back? Toddley hasn't got rid of the beard, really. He trimmed it. No, he tri- yeah, he, but trimmed now it to like a five o'clock shadow, but now it's yeah, like that's what, that's what I'm saying. So trimmed it, heard the podcast, brought it back. Brought it back. And we know we do, we got, categorically that he listens. Well, he, he listens. We've got, ears, we've got ears of the NRL CEO. We've got his ears, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, thanks, Hitman. Thanks, Hitman. Much appreciated. Nate, look, I will say this. I've, I'm enjoying the wartime dribbles. Yes. They're yeah. good. Yeah. Really good. Wartime dribbles are always fun. Sorry, uh, me again, Hitman again. Um, while I have you here, I thought I'd make another point. Um, sorry, sorry about this. I, I'm really becoming a regular caller. I feel like my old man when he used to call with John Laws every single day. Um, yeah, another point I noticed uh, in my shameful uh, kind of scouring of the peanut gallery rugby league forums um, where if you don't know is where the true dribbler lives um, I've noticed that the RL fan base uh, now giving the Warriors shit for you know being so concerned about being locked in Australia and effectively being refugees coronavirus refugees and um, everyone uh, from the other clubs are calling them pussies and have since started calling them the Warriors, which I think is just fucking fantastic. <laughs> um, thoughts on uh, accusing people of... Uh, accusing people who are scared of um, catching coronavirus and possibly dying. What are your thoughts on referring to them as beta? Because that seems to be happening in the rugby league landscape. 
and it's just so fucking funny. <laughs> oh, look in the in the defense of the Warriors or the Warriors. Oh, the Warriors. I don't know. I don't think they're scared of getting it. I think they're scared of being quarantined away from their families for fucking or living away from days. or yeah. living, living away. away. From, That's more what it is. It's like <coughs> living away for fourteen days. But is the Warriors or the Warriors a funny nickname? Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's good. hilarious. No, no, that's a play on nickname. Yeah, it's play on. Obviously, is is it? Because look, but we need a bit of laughter and a bit of jest in these dark times. In these don't dark we? times, I think this is when real comedy rises to when, the top. When we're on a war footing, yeah, you need a bit of comedy. Wartime comedy, and let's 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 be honest here, the Warriors is a play on the Warriors, right? Yeah. That is the height of rugby league humour. Yeah, it's a ripper. That's rugby league dribbler at his absolute best. That's him peaking for for like competition. Oh I'm no 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 no! He's, no, he's he's tapered. He's, he's tapered. tapered into competition, yeah. and now he's just gone the big lift. He's gone the big lift, and he's gone warriors. But he's gone big. Oh, he's gone huge. Yeah, that's a fucking brilliant. Yeah, it's brilliant. brilliant joke. It's brilliant. Play on. So it's play on. But yeah, I mean, I get it. Look, if it if it's just if it's war footing, joking around, yeah, it's wartime. Bruce Morales stuff. Yeah, yeah, let's yeah. play on. Let's play on. If he's actually taking the piss, it's wartime humor. Yeah, it's wartime humor. It's wartime humor. Simple as that. <laughs> Are we going to have, like, wartime songs out of this? I think so. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like... Well, I mean, you know, like, sort of positive... Yes. I tell you what they're doing in Italy, which is amazing, not to get fucking back into the legitimate thing, but there was... I saw a video of uh, Italian fighter jets flying and, like, out of the back of their planes is the colours of the flags. They were flying, so the flag was going through the air, like the, what is it, red, white, green, while Pavarotti's Ness and Dorma is blasting out. And I think that's called, like, we will prevail or something. Like, that's what that means. And it's like everyone's locked in their houses and these jets are flying around with the flag and Ness and Dorma's playing. And I get chills just even talking about it. Like, it was fucking wild. That's sick. Yeah, and that's wartime shit, dude. Yeah. So, of course, the Warriors is all right. Yes. Yes. Ness and Dorma's playing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. What's what's going to be playing over our homes, mate? Hey, True Blue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. Well, we are Australia. Yeah. If it gets oh, real yeah, bad, you are, we if are. it gets real yeah. grim, yeah. then it's... If it gets are, dark. Yes. Yes. But if it's wartime, you know, uh, we're all locked up, then it's Hey True Blue. Yeah. Hey True Blue. Bit slow, but maybe we can get someone to remix it. <laughs> Speed it up yeah. a bit. All right. I think Hitman's come back for Oh, Jesus. For he is dribbling. Me again. <laughs> These blokes have asked, have just flat out asked for $200 million. <laughs> just said, we need $200 million or it's all over. I mean, that is just outrageous form. <laughs> They've even named a price. We don't even know how many people are going to die from this thing yet, but we know how much the NRL needs to stay afloat. Um, good on them, I say. <laughs> I would actually be... Yeah, I'd be inclined to set up a GoFundMe to save the NRL. Oh, I would pay. God. I know everyone listening to this fucking dribble would pay. Um... <laughs> Yeah, but also, yeah, wouldn't mind, um, you know, Qantas sticking around <laughs> well. Anyway, um, yeah, greatest game of all, God's win a game. <laughs> Sorry, it's fairly late now. This is the last one. See you soon. <laughs>
Love the hit, oh, man. Oh, it's good. It's good stuff. What would each Australian need to contribute to a GoFundMe uh, of $200 million? Well, if, you, if, if everyone gives $10, it's $240 million. Okay, so we just need every single person in the country yeah, to, give $10. to give $10. Yeah. That's not that hard. No, I don't think that's impossible. I don't think that's impossible. Look, if push comes to shove and the NRL's on its knees and it's begging, begging the Australian public for 10 bucks, You can't give $10? Come on. You and that's give, obviously every living Australian. So you like, give, you could be eight years old, and you need to give ten bucks. That's per household. So you can you can give ten bucks. Yeah, you can give ten bucks. You can look. You can. I mean, let's be honest. You can give, you can give ten bucks to the NRL to save it. I'm telling you, the guy that was cleaning the windscreens at the traffic lights would be happy to kick that in. He could afford it. Uh, just on 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 payments and what they'll need. Just read before earlier. Might be a good time to drop this in. The AFL saying expect at least twenty percent cuts in salaries, player salaries. Yeah, at least twenty percent. Wonder whether you'd go if you're a bigger dick swinger. Like you're getting, you know, if you're a million dollar player, twenty percent for you, still a lot. But if you're earning a hundred grand, twenty percent stings a mm. lot more. Oh yeah. Wonder whether they'll stagger that in some way. Probably not. Probably not. They'll fuck everyone. <laughs> I'd be su- I'd be surprised. Yeah, I'd be surprised. People have pools that need to be cleaned. Yeah, correct. Alrighty. Oh yeah. What? Yeah, Maurice is back. <laughs> Maurice is back. G'day, Tom and Eddie, the punters and the dribblers. Simo Lawrence Sejal here of Beedman fame. Just a bit of a quick update regarding the Flemington Kensington Bowls Club. I can tell you what today, boys. Our top side, we just got made back into Division 1 after getting relegated last year. We're back, baby. Yeah, <laughs> promotion. About the beers are flowing, the nectar of the gods. It's going down, and we are just... It's just tremendous scenes here. Sport of Kings, Sport of the Dribblers, Dennis Stone, fellas. I'm your lads. Oh. Before we get into it, I think he's called back. Twice. Yep. I think he's gone the big dribble. How long? This strikes me as a pocket dial. Goes for 15 minutes. Or at least this is a separate podcast. I wish I could hear this. I'm not sitting here for 15 minutes. No, there's no way. Can you skip forward? Imagine if he was on the job. No. Uh, Congratulations to Maurice Edgell and the Kensington fucking Randwick, whatever it was, going back up. Kensington, Petersham, Kensington. I don't know. Flemington, Kensington. Flemington, Kensington. Uh, bowling bowling club. club. Back to Div One. Love that. That's where they should be. Yeah, of course, mate. It was always a crying shame they got relegated in the first place. Yeah, well, it was I mean, shocking. Yeah, really. it was shocking. Uh, so it's great to see him back in Div One, where they are, where they deserve to be. And Simon, I think he did mention earlier that he is he bowls in Div One, so he is. Back. He's a Div One bowler. Well, he bowls. So he was in he was in Kensington, Flemington's top team. Yeah, that's right. And they're back now, to the big now time. They're back to the big. Back time. to the big time. And Congratulations. I hope he's still pissed. Yeah. Punters, dribblers, that's the end of the dribble. That's it. That's the end of the show. Listen. Uh, look. Look after yourself. You've got to look after each other. You I mean, gotta... we, God knows what the world's going to be like next in a week. week time. Because yeah. this last week has been... 
punchy. It has been very punchy. It's been a big day of a week. It's been the biggest day of a week I can remember. Yeah. Because we're now on... When we last left you, we were talking about rugby league football, and now we're talking about a war footy. Yeah. And listen, we don't want to talk about our government intel, but by the time you hear this next, we could be in a national lockdown. Look, hearing whispers. Hearing whispers. Hearing whispers that there'll be a national lockdown as of Friday, Friday that'll go for two weeks, which I can see getting pushed back. And national lockdowns, as far as I'm aware, Tom... Now, I don't want to get to, uh, I don't want to scare the punters and the dribblers, but like basically it means that supermarkets are open, chemists are open, nothing else is open. Nothing else. Everyone has to work at home, no pubs are open, no restaurants. And you know what, though? That's okay. If that's what it takes. No, but look, yeah, but I feel sorry for people whose livelihoods fucking depend on being open. Absolutely. That is a, there is a real cost. That is true. But you know what? I would like to put out there, Eddie, as, a, as we wrap up this new norm of a podcast, which is going to be very little sport and a lot it's of... It's going to be a lot of dribble. A lot of dribble. Um, if you're into lifestyle dribble... Lifestyle dribble, then you'll be loving where this is headed. But there is a lot of, as we were saying, the thin veneer of social sort of societal, social graces and like, you know, uh, everyone sort of being cool and decent to each other is very paper thin. And then when the shit hits the fan, you're seeing people getting in brawls in Woolworths and stuff, right? This is obviously an unprecedented and a very etched time. It's a big day. But let's try and remember that we're all fucking going through it. Let's let's try and look after other people as well as ourselves. Let's not go to the shopping... Let's not go to Woolworths with the... Like, like it's a competitive situation where it's like, I need to go in there and fuck everyone else. I'm going to get all the remaining bags of rice or whatever the fuck it is you're going for. Let's think a bit more community-minded. Well, like, the reality is, mate, the production of rice isn't stopping. So you don't, like, you can get rice uh, tomorrow. Yeah, the, the, the food isn't going to run out. out. The it's food's not, not going to run out. It's not running out. The food's not running, it's not running out. out. That's, a di- that's just not happening. It's the, not running out. You f- it, like, we got they restock these- every day. Yeah, so just take just your normal amount. Just chill and shop normally. Yeah, shop normally. Shop normally. Yeah, for the love of God, shop normally. And just obviously don't go and don't take this lightly. Just take it seriously for a couple of weeks, maybe a month. Who All knows? it is is just reducing large people, like you know, gatherings of 50 people, 100 people or more together. That's yeah, what it is. You can still go to the beach and shit. Just, you know what? I'd just wait. For, I'd look to someone else for those specific facts because I don't know whether at some point it's going to be well, like... Well, that was Char- Dr. Charlie said Yes, that. we had Dr. Charlie... Uh, He's a doctor. He is a doctor. And he, and he said, said it. He said social distancing means... Actually, do you want to get it up? I think we end on Dr. Charlie. Uh, Charlie Bly, doctor at large. Um, and his advice on what social distancing was... And he is a legit doctor. You don't have to stay locked inside your house. The virus spreads via direct contact and droplets, sneezing, coughing on someone. As an extra precaution, they are saying, don't be in an enclosed space with other people as the droplets may persist in the air, like me and Eddie, unfortunately, right now. So you can still go to the beach, walk your dog, do normal shit, just don't meet in groups of people and don't touch each other. And if you go to a public place and touch something, wash your hands. Now... That is as of Monday. Goalposts moving very frequently. But let's just all try and do this thing with a little bit more of a community-minded feel to it. All right, punters and dribblers. We'll be back next week, one way or the other. We'll be back. 
We'll so- we might have to socially distance ourselves, but we'll work it out. Oh, we're coming back. We'll make it happen. Oh, we're coming back. Uh, but vaccine soon. Could you two just not talk anymore? <laughs>